2016 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans choose Derrick Henry, running back, Alabama. DeMarco Murray retired. Dion Lewis, I think he went to the Giants. But long live the king. Hello, Transatlantic Titans podcast. It, we, we thought there was a bit of news worthy of getting the band back together. Um, I say band, there's three of us. Um, I'm Adam. Greg, hello. Evening. Miles, hello. Hello, hello. So here, here we are. It, it finally happened. There's just one last piece of the puzzle, um, which we'll come to. Uh, but yes, Derek Henry has signed a four-year contract. Um, which seems a really good deal for all parties. I, I, I don't think it was a weird moment. And this is sort of 24 hours ago, the story started to break. But Titans Twitter seems to all agree with itself, which I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> um, Miles, what do you, th- what do you reckon? Uh, I assume you're happy. We're all happy. We know we're happy. But uh, give us some love. Oh, yeah, we're definitely happy. Um... I spent the day on NFL Network because um, obviously it was a deadline day of which they spent, I think, 90% of the time talking about Dak uh, Prescott and what might happen with his contract. And to be honest, early on in the day, I didn't think anything was going to happen with Henry. But once things started like bubbling and I know in our chat it started being like, oh, three-year deal or it might be something might be happening. And then it just happened and it got announced. It was, it's a big relief. It's, I mean, people are always worried about paying a running back unless you're like Christian McCaffrey. Ed McCaffrey, but personally, I think it's an obvious person to sign up. He's he's great for the team, not just on the field but off the field. He's a he's a proper athlete who doesn't have any bad press. He might come out every so often and call out a player or turn Earl Thomas backwards when he runs and stiff arms a lot of people. But as a person to have on your team, he's someone who I would 100% want in that position. So. I think it's a great deal for everyone involved. I think Henry's getting paid. He could arguably have got a little bit more, but I think he's done it for the team. And I think, like you mentioned before, there's every chance that it might be opening up room for someone else. But I think he's it's definitely a deal that everyone involved will be happy with. And certainly me, anyway. And are we still allowed to mention Dion Lewis on the podcast? I thought now he's gone, we can never say his name again. So uh, hopefully we're done with him. <laughs> He's already blocked me on Twitter, so I mean, I'm not sure well, if he's going to be listening to this. So I won't worry about it. If if you're not blocked by Dion, 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 Dion Lewis on Twitter, are oh, you even a Titans fan? I'm not sure <laughs> you are. If not, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> no. Just mention his name in some tweet and he'll, del- he'll definitely block you at some point. <laughs> I'm sure he'll have a, a long and successful um, future career backing off. Backing off, backing up Saquon Barkley. It's a while since I've done this. Can you tell? Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing what can happen with a deal when you've got a decent person involved. And obviously not everybody in the NFL you could say that about. Um, and it looked, it looked, as you say, 24 hours before as if Henry was going to play, un- presumably play under the tag rather than hold out. Um, and it wasn't going to get done. We'd have to go through all this again this time next year. But um, I just think it, he, as, as you again said, you know, it's favourable for the team. Um, he wanted to be a Titan for a long time. He loves the organisation. The organisation loves him. Um, he, he deserves this contract. 
Yeah, I'm not sure where where the negotiation was. I don't know. In my mind, I think knowing Derek Henry, you know, what you see of Derek Henry, the guy's incredibly humble. He's he's someone who doesn't take anything for granted. He doesn't shoot his mouth off most of the time. Um, and that's then that's the kind of character that he is. So I think the deal that he obviously wanted to do in I'm guessing was more to do possibly with length rather than money. And I think that's probably where there was some yeah, negotiation yeah. over time. So obviously I'm guessing Henry and his agent wanted, wanted the four years, whereas I'm guessing the Titans maybe wanted a three year deal, whereas then probably wouldn't be so negotiable in terms of the money that comes up front with it. So I think it's the right deal four years. I haven't seen how it's structured. So I don't know what, you know, the potential get outs are after, you know, if, if, if things do go South after, three years or two years or whatever. I'm not sure what that looks like, but I think it's, I don't see that happening. I think he's on, on a roll. He's a completely different player to what he was two years ago. I think probably two years ago, we were all sitting there thinking, you know, the guy's probably going to end up getting cut at some point, but he's just, he's become a completely different animal. And he, let's, let's not forget, he, he, I don't, I don't take anything away from what Tannehill did last year, but I mean, he did carry us through those playoff games. The, the, the two, the two playoff games, the carries he took, the yardage he put up, you know, I don't think Tannehill went over 100 yards in, in either of those two games. And that's not a criticism of him in any way, shape or form. Um, it's, it's just, just, yeah, just hand it off and, and he'd, do, he'd do exactly what you want him to do. And that's just run over people. And um, the only way that I think Baltimore were able to stop him is literally by just taking his legs and stopping him and being able to run physically. But no one's going to do that. that. Even that is uh, even that is tricky. Work. So it's you know, and and then I think he's uh, yeah. Look, he's not he's he's not your typical free down back. You know, there's questions marks around uh, around his kind of receiving ability. I think we, we all know his hands are probably not the best in that respect. I think, but when you've got the power and the uh, and the running ability that the guy has, it's an absolute no brainer. I think it's a great deal for the Titans. I think it's a deal that makes sense for Derrick Henry. It's still good money and it's still, you know, a long term deal. It's it's great for both parties and I really have absolutely no complaints and I think J Rob's pulled uh, you know um, another rabbit out of the hat. Just a bit. The the only people that seem actually should care about his catching ability or third down back ability, that's definitely a word are fantasy players in PPR. I, yeah. I, I don't, you know, for everything he gives you, I couldn't care less. You know, there, are, there are other players. There'll always be another Dion Lewis. There we go. We said him again. Um, that might that might be Darrington Evans. I hope not. I hope not. No, I don't, it won't be Darrington <laughs> Evans. But there's, you know what I mean? There'll, there'll yeah. be, you don't, you don't need that. And actually, I don't mind not having him for every single down and prolonging his career. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of one of the things that I say I say Titans Twitter are fully in agreement on this. We we all love this. We all love this deal because we know we know what that man could do. Um, but the rest of Twitter, the rest of knowledgeable in inverted commas football fans is don't pay RBs, don't pay running backs. They're all overpaid. Um, they all break down. They don't last. You know all the stereotypes. I just think. And I don't want to jinx it, obviously, but I just think Derek Henry is a bit different. He's not, he's what, four, yeah, four years into his career. Um, he hasn't played four years as a starter. He's played one and a half, uh, actually, as a true starter. I mean, he's behind, the first two years, he's behind DeMarco Murray. Um, yeah, this his rookie year. He was sort of only coming in in the fourth quarter. So you've got, 
you know, if you're looking at miles on the clock, um, that's that's favourable. Um, he even in the year we had Lafleur as offensive coordinator, he was behind Dion Lewis at the start of the season. This <laughs> is unbelievable looking back. Um, I it's what well, just as unbelievable how much um, Dion Lewis is getting mentioned here for all sorts of reasons. Uh, but I just I just think he's not only does he not have those miles on the clock, but he just again I don't want to jinx things, but he just seems durable. Um, him against a brick brick wall, the brick wall's coming down, and yeah, he had, he had the odd hamstring issue, but nothing major ever at any point. Um, he just seems impervious to being stopped or hurt, or you know. So I just I just feel he's he's the future. I've got confidence in him going on to continuing. So I should say to to produce great things, and I don't think he's the type of guy that will relax having got the money like a lot lot of running backs have done in the NFL. Um, he's a different character. He's a, he's a humble guy. Um, he's one of a kind, though, as well. Like he, There's no other back in the league like him. And that's that's what I like about having Derrick Henry is that you know, McCaffrey is uh, he's a bit of a frequent in regards to his ability. Yeah, sure. But there, there's other backs that you know maybe don't do it as well as McCaffrey, but do a similar kind of role where, you know, the, if that kind of back can... No, there's no one like Derrick Henry. There's no one who, who, who runs like him or, you know, plays like him in, in, in this entire league. And you're, the, the bit you mentioned about durability is 100% right too. I think there's a much bigger risk to someone like, probably actually someone like McCaffrey. I've yeah, seen McCaffrey getting, yeah. getting a, a much, much, you know, he'll get a much bigger deal, I'm sure. He probably already has. I'm not even sure what he's paid, to be honest. But he's someone who you can easily go and see end up being like Todd Gurley, who, you know, when he got a really bad knee injury, I mean, who knows what we're going to see from him in the future. So, whereas you're right, I don't see that necessarily Henry. And look, it is risky with any running back, four-year deal, tying him down to, you know, significant money. Sure, something could happen in week one next year and we don't see him again for however long. But I, I agree with you. Get out of it after I'm... two years, um, pretty much is how it's structured, I think. So, yeah. that that's the total risk if, if something like that happened. Um, no, you mentioned enough. McCaffrey does have a a big deal. Um, this it's deal the highest paid running back, isn't he? Him, uh, you could be right. Well, I was, I was going to ask you. This is a bit of a, a quiz. Strange, strange. I do know the top five. Okay, I'll ask Greg then. The, Derek Henry's <laughs> fifth best, fifth highest paid. I'm struggling with my words <laughs> right now. The fifth <laughs> highest paid running back in the league. Um, so yeah, um, CMC is one of the other four. Um, who do you think the other three are? Zeke. Yes. Gurley. Uh, no, no. Oh, uh, no, no. Johnson. Which Johnson? Oh, David. Yeah. <laughs> Not Duke, because someone... Uh, or Chad Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David Johnson. Yeah, because I heard, uh, I think I might mention yesterday, I was thinking he's paid, being paid half a million more than Henry is this year, which I still find absolutely hilarious. Uh, the reaction to hearing it was Johnson was which team's paying him? Oh yeah, it's the Texans. Of course, Texans. Of course, it is. <laughs> Cheers, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I was trying to think who the third one is now. Not actually sure. Who am I missing? Uh, it's the, uh, a guy who's gone to a different team. Well, he held out. You're Lewis. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just imagine. Uh, he wanted no, the green, and he's playing in green. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Levon, of course. Yeah. Um, and 
Zeke's maybe. I, I guess Zeke hasn't disappointed. Probably it depends how who you ask. Um, CMC hasn't yet, so you know it's not necessarily all these stereotypes. You know, they there are always exceptions. Yeah, look, I mean, the only people really crying about this deal are Jags fans and Jeff Swartz. So I think uh, at the end of the day, well, every, everyone... Where come from? Jeff, I, I don't know. He absolutely hates us, though, and it's quite amusing. <laughs> it's one of those things that you sort of, like, Titans fans, especially on Twitter, can't let something go, <laughs> shall we say. We, we bite. <laughs> um I think it's one of those that actually it'd be more effective if we just didn't and we just completely ignored him. That's not that's not what Neely would have wanted though. <laughs> no, no, you're you're right. It's oh, not. Uh, <laughs> we're all doing it. We're all doing this for Neely. We're all doing it for Neely because he would have done it. He would have done it for us otherwise. So. Bless Aye. his soul. He'd have he'd have put Schwartz in his place properly by now, and it would have <laughs> it would have been there would have been a meme or a gif of some sort flying out somewhere by now, or even a video. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Um any any negatives about what's just happened with uh with Big Derek? Neil's not here. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, look, I don't think there's any negatives. I mean I think that obviously there's risk. I mean and and but the thing is that's the same with any any player, right? I mean any player could go and get a, a career changing injury in the split second in this league. So there's obviously risk, but um, I think when you put the risk against the deal that's on the table, um, you know, we've not gone and overpaid in terms of making him number one, which, you know, in fairness, if it was someone who wasn't actually Derek Henry, they probably would have been demanding to be the number one paid. Um, but yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see any real negatives. I, I, yes, there's risk, but there's risk of any deal with any player. No matter how big or small, there's always going to be risks. So no, I don't see any huge negatives to be honest. I think hopefully we can get a season moving forward, and he can go and show us what he can do again. Hopefully, it'll, go, it'll continue to be the Derek Henry we saw last year, um, and he doesn't go back to anything prior to that when when he was maybe being called out for negative reasons. But I, I don't see that happening. I think he's hit his rhythm now. He knows what he needs to do. He's he's a completely different player to what he was then. So. And no negatives. It, it's been it's been uncomplicated to a certain extent because he's not he's not a guy with the finesse of McCaffrey or the skills. Um, he's just I don't know anybody else who's sort of as big and as fast together. It's just just as simple <laughs> as that with him, you know. It's and it, it's obviously like strength, Aaron Donald. If Aaron, like Aaron Donald, Donald could run like running Usain back, Bolt, it, it's, yeah. I mean, the one thing that I want, I mean, I'll add another positive because I'm struggling to find negatives, but. <laughs> I may have stole this from our American friends that I saw on their um, on their show, but a few years ago, the Jags were in a position where they were one win away from winning the Super Bowl. And what they'd done with that team was they didn't sign up any of them players. They just let them disappear and the team slowly crumbled, which we all absolutely love. We've been one game away from the Super Bowl and the first thing we've decided to do is go, right, quarterback, running back, get them under contract. What we're doing is we're acknowledging the position we were in where we were, you know, a couple of plays potential away from Mahomes not getting to the final and doing what he eventually done. And we've decided we need to get these players under contract. We've learned from our other um other teams' failings and we're we're turned it into a we don't want that to happen to us. We want to build on this. And the way of building on it is making sure we're giving our best players a contract that's gonna keep them there for the next few years to let us build on that. 
couldn't agree more. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're a team in recent years who haven't used our cap. You know, at the risk, all the risk, it's easy to say as somebody who's not literally paying for him um, personally, but that's that's the only risk as to the, the bank balance of the owners. Yeah. Um, I'd, yeah, imagine leaving, leaving cap space and him going elsewhere when yeah. the team has as much potential as it currently does. Um, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting year though because I think as much as I agree agree Mars I think we've 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 tied down important players we've also let a lot of experience go I mean there's a lot of of, of leaders in that dressing room that that need to be almost replaced you know we're talking we've talked to Casey I think previously you know uh, Woodyard even uh, granted played a bit more of a kind of backup role in recent years but you know his his off the field leadership qualities is obviously, you know, that is invaluable. So there's going to be players who are going to need to step up. And there's already been talk about Luan and him basically calling himself out and saying, you know, I haven't done enough as a leader. It'd be interesting to see how that pans out this year. It'd also be interesting to see how players two, three years into their career um, who, who, you know, are regular starters, how they push up and press up into a, a leadership role. So there's going to be challenges as well, I think, this year. I do think there's a lot of experience that we've, that we've let go but understandably so. Uh, also, you know, I, I must admit, I'm a little bit intrigued to see how the, how the defence does this year with without peace and with the kind of uh, coaching staff we've got and with Rabel seemingly going to be a bit more hands-on. It'd be very, very interesting to see how that adapts. Um, in the same way as I was last year when Arthur Smith took over and it was a bit of a unknown entity at that time. So I think there's, uh, I think there's a lot of really good momentum and a lot of, you know, great... You know, great things that we've done in this off season so far, but at the same time, I think there's you know there's, there's still a lot of significant changes um, that ultimately could come down to you know us maybe having to take a bit of time to to readjust a little bit. But it'd be interesting to see how, how it goes. But yeah, I completely agree, Miles. I think tying down Tannehill, tying down Henry, amongst others, I think was obviously key, and I'm glad we have. It's interesting you mentioned obviously K- Casey going. Um, we've let. We've let one or two others go as well. Um, I read that there are only four players now on the Titans roster that have even been around long enough to have experienced a losing season in Tennessee. Yeah, I read that. Um, and Taylor Luan's one of them. It's only only by a year. Uh, there's Brett Kern, the goat, obviously, and Bo Brinkley, um, and I whoever the other one is i've forgotten apologies but um yeah it's just the roster we've now got a roster that are used to winning that's what you want <laughs> i mean ultimately that's that's 100 what you want so yeah it's good i think it's good i think that's exactly what we've got to want i think it's just it's just interesting to see who fills that leadership void you saw henry doing that last year towards the end of that season where he was normally such a quiet voice he was being much more vocal and be interesting to see how that adapts over the next over the next year and next season and and who who really steps up in those roles because um, I'm still not over Casey going. <laughs> no, I know, I know, um, but it, it it may prove to be the right thing. Um, Ryan Tannehill, by the way, is has already stepped up in as far as leadership's concerned, and I expect to see that continue. And I didn't really see that from him in Miami. Um, just. No. So so impressive in the way he just picked picked up this team and, and ran with it. Um, what about the the other potential piece that we haven't mentioned yet? Um, there's a bit of cap room still, just partly because of the way this Henry deal has been structured. Um, 
yeah, a sort of uh, Jadavian clowny shaped hole. Why haven't Why hasn't this happened yet? It's It's got to happen soon, right? When's 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 the last second it could happen? Like, what, what, <laughs> what at what point is that last second? Because I mean, that's what we did with Henry. Literally waited until the very last second. It's got to happen, right? It's got to. Who else is? I mean, who else is in the running? Miles, you're a, a optimistic, confident oh, guy. Boy. Tell us, tell us why it's going to happen. Oh well, I was going to say, if you've seen Derek Henry work out, that's the reason we're winning the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> the man's an absolute monster. Um, the reason that we will sign Jadavian Clowney is because I think the biggest threat previously was Cleveland, and they've just given Miles Garrett 125 million, and I think Olivier Vernon might even get a deal as well. So the next, the next step was going to be between ourselves and I believe Seattle. And personally, if you're looking at what sort of team you want to play for, uh, along with the fact that we've got a position there ready for you, you're going to be playing with, with Simmons up the middle with you. We're a smash mouth team where we're going to be taking so much time off the clock that when you're a defense on the field, the quarterbacks go like, right, I need to get some points here. And Clowney's going to have a field day. And he must see logically that the system that we have in Tennessee just fits him better than Seattle. That's just me personally. I mean, obviously, I'm not his agent. I'd love to be because he's going to get paid by someone. I just hope it's us. Um, but I just I just think it's a matter of time. I think when Tannehill said, in, in his view of being a leader, saying we need to pay Henry, a day later we pay Henry. Henry gets paid and suddenly says, well, hopefully we can move around some. Hopefully I've made some room for the team. To me, it's all just, they're all, they're all basically saying it without saying it, aren't they? Because we all agree that that deal for Henry is great, but it's there with the option of bringing someone in right away. And there aren't many other people out there now if we want that premier pass rusher. And I mean, I'm ready to order my clowny jersey already, but we have to wait for it to <laughs> be it. official. No, I don't want to be it. too foolish. Do it. Order it. All right, it's done. The number 90, he's number 90, isn't he? Is that spare? No, That's always been his number. Uh, you could take 99, but would that hurt too much? I think that might. Oh, don't say that. Break my heart. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, the one thing I was, I'd say with this one is inter- it'll be interesting to see what Clowney wants. I think it, to me, Clowney is he obviously wants a hell of a lot of money, but I also don't think he's that bothered about being tied down for a longer period of time. Seems like he wants to do more like a, a, a Dominic Sue deal where it's like year by year, so he can just try and milk a little bit more every single year. And like, I think Sue did that for a few years. I think he's back at the Bucks this year, but he, you know, he went to the Rams and so on and so forth. I think he's going for all 32, isn't he? I yeah, I think I think it's, I have a feeling that Clowney might be doing a similar thing. And I don't know whether the Titans are maybe trying to tie him down for longer or whether they're happy to just take a punt on a year and hope they can then maybe redo something next year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm not massively close to obviously any negotiations or even talk of negotiations, but I think it's an absolute no-brainer to. Why are you here? Why are you here? Well, <laughs> well I'm going to say close to. I'm talking just even what people say on Twitter. Um, oh, okay. Well, that's yeah, that's all we've got. But in in terms of um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it'd be great to get him on board. Um, I think he's it's, it's what this this team is missing at the moment is a kind of elite pass rusher, and we can get that nailed down. Whether it's Clowney, I think it's probably the only one left on the market that's probably worthwhile really spending the money on. Whether we'll spend but it, also like, another question. Why are we just offering the incentive of you can sack Phil Rivers, I don't know, 10 times? 
well, in one <laughs> season by playing them twice. You get to go back to Houston. Yeah, I, and get I your revenge wants, on Houston. That's I, I, I think, think he's that sort of motivated player. He wants to be with a team that's going to win. He said he wants to be on a winning team. If you're going to Seattle, they've got a lot of competition in their um, in their uh, division this year. I think he can literally say, okay, these are the three teams you're guaranteed to play six times. Before you look at the rest of them, Rivers would have an absolute heart attack. There's no chance he's going to be able to have any more kids after Clowney gets after him. <laughs> Uh, and that's for Deshaun Watson's knees, blimey. Um, oh, no. Yeah, that, that to me, I just have this gut feeling that that's what he wants. He wants to play Houston twice a year, or mm-hmm. at least this year. And he, he's got a point to prove and a chip on his shoulder. Um, right, so I'm excited to be playing Houston twice this year because they're an absolute dog show. I mean, they are like Bill O'Brien. I'm not really sure what they're running over there. But it's, yeah, I, I'd be amazed if, if it doesn't happen. I think it's got to a point now where it's like a bit of a running joke. Uh, I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't know if they're just making us sit on tent hooks and wait. Maybe COVID's playing some kind of impact on it with regards to physicals or worried about spending however many million on a... But you've just gone and signed Derek Henry for X amount, so I don't see that being the issue. We'll wait and see, but I'd be amazed. The, the, Hop- the Hopkins trade, it just it smacked of tanking when there's no real reason to tank. I don't, I don't understand it. The Hopkins trade, I still, I, I had to read about four times just to make sure I didn't misread that. No, that is that is DeAndre Hopkins going to Arizona, right? Okay, let me read that again just to make sure I've not misread it because that was just mental. Like, it didn't, make, it made literally no sense, absolutely Did, no sense. Do you think the Texans and the Cardinals got like a WhatsApp going, you know, like you do in fantasy? Oh, um, this player for this pick, or oh, how about this and come back? Oh, I'll I'll set it up through uh, Sleeper. And, and send it to you. And do you think you just click the wrong button? Yeah, and I just think it's... I just think Bill O'Brien's an absolute moron, and I think he's he's yeah. basically he'd offer a first round for Clowney now. Yeah, it's it's he, he's just not got a clue what he's doing. And how how well as I was say how he remains in a job, he you know, pretty much has his job secured until they're able to get their horses in gear and hire a general manager to to to, to sack him. But yeah, I don't know. It's it, it still amazes me that DeAndre Hopkins deal even now. I think the AFC South as a whole is there for the taking, more so than it's been in quite a while. Maybe we do like, it every year, though, don't we? We probably do. <laughs> but the Texans in particular, I, I just and the Colts as well to a certain extent. Now we know Lux retired, um, and uh, yeah, they weren't they were okay last year, um, but Philip Rivers, I just think Colts fans will disagree probably. You guys might disagree. Neil will probably disagree, but I think Rivers is <laughs> so far past his best. We all know real, Neil's feeling on Rivers. We've been through <laughs> that previously. Um, no, I think Colts have got. I think their team is good, but I don't. I I would have no faith in Rivers whatsoever. So I think they've, oh, they've got it. They've got. Mm, I think. But. I think offensively for the Colts, they don't offer a lot. Defensively, I will admit that they do have a good few players on defense. But offensively, it's Philip Rivers. He's going to throw several interceptions. Break yeah. down slowly, and we'll all get to watch it and enjoy it. <laughs> I the Jags yeah. aren't even worth mentioning in this conversation. Oh, the ja- I mean, the Jags are still quaking in their boots over the Henry deal. So I think they're, 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 they're done. I mean, I just don't see any, any, any value in the Jags at all. But, I mean, the Colts, I think it's, it's going to be a three-horse race, obviously. Uh, I think... 
we, we've got a good enough team to, to go and win that division, but it's still going to be close uh, between between those three. Even even with how hilarious Bill O'Brien is, I'm pretty sure they'll they'll still they'll still go and get a decent record coming into the, the year. They've got enough good players to do that. Um, but I think there's there's kind of no excuse not to win the division this year, in my opinion. I think it's there for the taking. It's and if we want it and we and we play well enough, then we've got absolutely no reason but to go and finish, whether it's you know, ten six or eleven five, yeah. and and go and win the division. I think there's absolutely no doubt we we should really be doing that. But it's going it will be close. There's some tough out of division games on the schedule. We've got the AFC North, which is never yeah. never easy, um, and the NFC North as well. I think it is. So it's yeah. uh, some strong teams there. But yeah, the division should should be there. Um, you know, even even if it was a a nine and seven type record that might be enough to win the AFC South. Interesting um, what happens with the uh, was the crowd situation. Obviously, they're they're also going to have less less fans in. Apart from if it's the Jags, they're going to they're going to be pretty much full capacity <laughs> of the fans they've got. But the yeah, it's, it'll, that'll be interesting to see how that impacts you know, home teams. You know, is because I think it will have an impact. You know, not being able to make that noise on a big third down. You know, when you've got 20 percent of your crowd scattered all over the stadium, it, it will be very, very interesting to see how that pans out. I, I think as long as it doesn't disproportionately affect some teams more than others, it should. It would obviously even itself out. So, I mean, like the the Premier League at the moment, playing every game behind closed doors. Of course, it yeah. takes away some home advantage. Um, I've read that the Eagles have been told that they can't have crowds all year. Oh, really. Um, so you know, that other other teams may find themselves in a similar situation. It's very different in America where um, it's these things aren't decided on a federal basis. Um, different states have different laws and they're managing the COVID situation in, diff- in different ways. Um, so, yeah, I can see an NFL season where some teams are playing. Well, I, this is optimistically, some teams are playing with a crowd and some aren't. Um, optimistically, of course, the NFL, NFL season goes ahead. Um, yeah, that's the main thing. I, I think it will. Um, in it just depends. We might well, with any luck, we'll have a truncated preseason. You know, who cares? Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, I think that even if it is largely behind closed doors, um, it's it's something that everybody wants to happen and wants to see. Even if it's you know the TV audiences will always be much more important than the crowds themselves in terms of money and everything so it would it would make sense um but yeah even even if it's not you greg this year in nashville but um hopefully hopefully some people can go devastating honestly it's uh i'm not gonna get over that yeah it looks like uh this year's off off the uh off the menu for me but we'll hopefully be able to get out there next year but all being well but we'll have to wait and see what happens over the next few months or so. Yeah. Um, a couple of a couple of talking points, just to change subject completely. We did a, in fact, I'm really sorry for boring you. In my head, it seemed more interesting when we started doing it. The World Cup of Tennessee Titans. So the whittling down 32 all-time Tennessee Titans players down to one in the end. Um, I could It could have been much more efficient. Um, but we... We ended up with Steve McNair being voted as our favourite Titan. 
or by anyone looking at our Twitter feed, which is probably fewer and fewer people every day going through this. So um, it felt like the right choice. Um, It's one of those weird things, though, doing it like that. If you say to somebody, who's your favourite Titan of all time, you'll think for a while and be a bit confused. But if you have, okay, do you prefer this guy or this guy? You've generally got a preference. So it sort of gets to an outcome in the end. Yeah, Brett um, Kern every time. Brett, yeah. Would he, if it was just up to you, Greg, would he have got all the way? 100%. 100%. The goat, he'd call the goat for a reason. <laughs> so it was like the real World Cup with the match fixing we had going on with Greg and our Kern. <laughs> well, well ironically, he knocked, he knocked Derek Henry out, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he certainly did, yeah. I thought I was going to spoil the contract negotiations with that one, but yeah, no. I mean, go for a reason. <laughs> I even got, Jags, got, even got a Jags fan to vote for uh, for Brett Kern on that one. <laughs> oh, good, good old Pat. Good old um, Patrick. Pat, if if it wasn't for Pat, yeah, the the Jags would be nothing. He's he's exponentially the greatest thing related to that organisation. He basically just makes them bearable for me. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> and he, he will listen to this as well, so which is always amazing. Uh, nice. Yeah, he, he might well do. Um, Miles, who would you who would you have gone for if it wasn't Steve McNair? Um, normally with me, whenever people ask me who my favourite Titans player was of all time, it's Chris Johnson. Without thinking. Okay. Yeah. Um, obviously, Eddie George getting to the final. Can't have complaints, but me personally, Chris Johnson was the one where when I was properly getting into the Titans and just watching the way he would destroy his I every other week I think I watch his two thousand yard season on YouTube and just watch the highlights of him. And it's just I don't think there's been many better and there might never be any better, but it's always been Chris Johnson for me. Okay. My my favorite franchise player of all time by our own rules didn't get into 32 because he was never a titan and that's warren moon um and it yeah he could, could have included him i suspect he, he wouldn't have won because of recency and all that but he's the guy you know growing up um first caught my eye he's a recent i'm a titans fan um and in fact there was a, a tweet today it was a gridiron it was just one of the you know the sort of drive a bit of engagement sort of tweets that you that we see a lot of in the off season but it was uh you know, if you could have a quarterback from all to any qb from all time playing for your team who do you want it to be warren moon yeah i've had him but i want him again you know just yeah. selfish just you know the guy the it was just so the oilers in the early 90s or late 80s early 90s so good to watch um yeah, no uh, sort of Derek Henry type running game going on. Lorenzo White or Gary Brown didn't quite have the the impact that, <laughs> that he does. Uh, oh, just feeling all nostalgic. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, it's me. one. Of, it's one of those. That's like the same with McNair. I think there's a lot of people who listen to this and and probably never really got to see McNair properly. And uh, and that's one thing I kind of you know wish I could go back and experience it uh, like actually yeah. in in the live because i never got to see never got to see steve mcnair live and i would love to have been able to go and same with eddie george as well yeah you know, there's there's players like that you you just wish you could just go back and experience live because experiencing uh experiencing the game live and, and i'm obviously fortunate enough to see derrick henry on on numerous occasions and fortunate enough to see 
you know, the great Eric Decker and those guys. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, the, there's players on, on that list that you know, I literally sat there thinking, you know, you know, I've met Eddie George and I've sh- shaken his hand and got a photo of him, but it's still not the same as being able to go and watch him live. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of people who have had the, you know, were fortunate enough to be able to go and experience that, you know, younger, in the younger years or whatever. But yeah, that's, and, and the same Warren Moon is like, you know, you might remember Warren Moon on the TV, but also experiencing someone live, it would have been amazing to have him come over to Wembley or, yeah, when I'm over to be able to go and see him, yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been hell of a hell of an experience. Yeah, I mean, what one thing that's changed since well, ev- even since Eddie and Steve and that era is the way that we watch. So we obviously going back to the '90s, ev- even the noughties, you didn't get you didn't have Game Pass, so you would get, I suppose, yeah, Steve McNair's sort of time a couple of games a week on sky or channel five or channel four or whatever it was at, at that stage. So you wouldn't see the Titans every week. Um, so I feel now, you know, our, our roster, we, we know them inside out, but you know, 20, 20 years ago, I didn't not in the same way. Years ago, you're seeing the Titans in the same way. Everyone else sees the Titans because no one watches them apart from Titans fans anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah so absolutely. You're basically seeing them from afar. Yeah. It's, it's completely different. I mean, nowadays you can see, you know, so much of what, what goes on. And that's that's actually what I quite like about it is that you kind of, you know, even Taylor Luan doing his own podcast, you get to learn just a bit more about kind of his life and, you know, his personality. And, you know, 20, 30 years ago, that, that never really existed. You just had interviews like normal and that was it. So it's a completely different world nowadays. And whether that's for good or bad, I'm not quite sure in some cases. But um, but it's, it's, it's obviously great to be able to get a lot closer to that action and, um, being able to see these, even if you're not seeing them up, up front and personal yourself, you know, being able to see them in a in a different light and being able to learn a bit more about them as as people as well as much as players. And that's why, you know, I'm pretty sure the reason we love so many of the players we've got now is not only for what they do on the field, but also every time you listen to them talk, you just you know, you just see think the guy's a legend. Like he literally he says everything right. Same with, with Tannehill and how he came out with all the you know, Black Lives Matter stuff and got behind, you know, that movement. And you sit there thinking, what a man. But it's, you know, back in, I think, 30 years ago, you probably didn't see that as much. Um, so, yeah, I think it's great. OK, um, one other one other thing to, to touch on. Um, the Miles, you mentioned this in our, our chat earlier, the, the top 100 NFL players rankings which is arbitrary you know it's the mm-hmm. panel of experts to decide this thing um, and in true nfl style they turn it into a 48 part series each each year um i don't even know how many but i'm guessing they do 10 at a time today i'm not sure but yeah they do um but there's always controversy and little arguments and discussion points which i guess is the point of them doing it in the in the first place um as we're guilty of doing but uh, yeah, the question is, which Titans do we think are gonna are gonna make it? I mean, with how how stacked our our roster arguably is, I would think more than our fair share. Well, yeah, in in previous years, because I've I forgot actually, it's actually voted by the players. So every so often you'll get random ones. I think every last year, the year before, okay. JJ Watt was voted in, and it's like he didn't even play all season. But because it's JJ Watt, they feel he's in the top one hundred. Um, 
it's something that, that I always kudos actually. I think. Well, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say it's, it's something that I always like because I always used to work quite early shifts, and I'd wake up in the morning and on YouTube they'd have like a five-minute video on each player, and it's a good way of actually getting knowledge around the actual NFL of like like right tackles getting love and stuff like that. So it was one way that I used it to get like more knowledge of the league. But yeah, I was I was more curious. I think most people would agree that Derek Henry is going to be in there for sure. And like Tannehill, you'd expect in previous years, I think we've seen the likes of Casey has featured a couple of times, but I was curious as to what you thought with regards to, yeah, what other players would get love? Because I mean, AJ Brown should have got rookie of the year. Um, there's an argument for some of the players on our line are the best in that position. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was thinking the obvious ones being Henry Tannehill. I think Bayard will probably get some love. But outside of that, do you think any other players justifiably could be in the top 100? Brett Kern, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Well, yeah. That's what well, I'm saying, right? I we know he's number one. I suspect not punters get in. Which I'll tell you what, I would, lo- I would love to see Brett Kern get in just for the sake of having a punter in the top 100. I think that would just be brilliant. I think Tucker's been in there before. But obviously, really? it's a different kicking position. But I don't know if anyone else has... That, that is one I will research and find out. If not, we'll we'll find a way. Imagine if like Brinkley in there, Oldell Beckham Jr. Bolton, Kern. He's <laughs> definitely in my top one hundred. Um, Taylor Lewan, you didn't mention though. I would think. Nah, not this year. No, no, I don't think he'll get in this year. Yeah. No, right. I suppose. Do, do, okay. I mean, it depends. Depends how people vote, doesn't it? I think there's yeah. one. There's one man. There's one man who deserves it, and 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 I think if you watch again, big moments in big games. Um, and that and that uh, Pats game in particular, I mean, Rashawn Evans, I think, mm-hmm. has to be in with a shout of, of potentially getting there or thereabouts. I think, I think the guy's grown in stature in the last year, uh, whether he'll make it or not. Look, we're not a fashionable team, are we? So you, you're always going to have half the Chiefs team in there, half the Baltimore team in there, and so on and so forth. Like, that's just a given. So, and we're not massively fashionable, so maybe not, but I think he's definitely one outside of the Henry Tannehill. Uh, like say maybe Bayard and and the kind of more fashionable players to choose. Uh, I do think he's one that is a bit of an unsung hero. Um, same way with you know the likes of Jalen Brown, but again, I don't think he'll he'll probably make it. But yeah, I don't know. I think um, in terms of apart from obviously the goat, can't really think of anyone else <laughs> who who could possibly make the list. Really, I mean the goat's number one, clearly, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no other place for him. Well, I can't see Patrick Mahomes kicking a ball like him. I mean, exactly. <laughs> he's not. He's not pinning. He's not in 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 New England on a misty, cold night. He's not <laughs> pinning that to the one yard line, is he? It's, was that punt was one of the moments of the oh. season? Like that. That moment was when I thought we clinched the game. You know that. It was such a big because you give. <laughs> What am I doing? That, that, mo- that moment trumps, trumps my wedding day. Honestly, it was just uh, every emotion because you just knew, you just knew, like they're not making ninety-nine yards out. There's not a chance in hell, not a chance. They, they, are they taking that all the way up? No way. No. Yeah. Granted, Logan Wright should have gone down afterwards, but you know, it should. Oh, uh, by man. the way, we're not discussing that again. I know we won. <laughs> it, was that, it was at that moment that I knew that every single Patriots fan was going to call me out for saying that we would ruin the dynasty. The moment he nailed that kicker, that we've done it. You did we your best to it. jinx us that way, didn't you, Miles? Yeah. I don't know if jinx or just being overly confident or 
Well, they weren't a good team, were they? It's it's. We didn't, we didn't get their reputation out. was, but you know, they, they, they were they really were. I mean, and on the night as well. I mean, they they were they were bang average. There's no doubt about that. But and but it was one of those games. It was just cat and mouse. You know, I mean, you look at the wasting as much clock as possible, which again is also at the time I was a bit like, what's going on? But uh, watching back every time now, I can't watch it without literally grinning like a Cheshire cat. But it's it's one of those it was one of those games. It was cat and mouse. It was kind of you know a bit of tit for tat here and there, and then you know it was a bit of a you know scraped in with the win essentially. I know it was you know what was it eight points in the end or whatever it was, but it's it was one of those games where it, it was exactly what you wanted from the playoffs. You know, away from home, uh, you know, in Foxborough, cold, misty, horrible weather, and it's exactly the sort of game you want. You want to drown as much of the clock as as you can, and you Bill want Belichick's you want to, face. You want to out Belichick at every moment possible. It, his reaction. Oh, to that, that was the best. Clock. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just Watch, watching at home because was it Romo? Was it Romo doing the commentary as well? I think it was. I yeah. It, I have it in my head. That it was Romo because Romo was saying, "Oh, but here, this is what they're gonna do." So Romo was saying, this is what I've got to do, and watch Belichick's face. And Belichick just looked like he wanted to hurt someone. And it was brilliant. And it's like uh, the different way of taking a delay a game by the full start. And it was just, it was like art. It was just, I, I would watch that <laughs> as a theatre play all over again, I tell you. It was brilliant. <laughs> there's a beautiful moment where, and it, it might have, there's a, is there a, Am I going mad, or is there a tweet pinned to your profile, Greg, about this moment? Yeah, yeah. But there's there's an angle where you see Belichick fuming, and the ref just turns Smirk. away, smirking. Smirk. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a great part of that video because he's just like he's literally looking at him, being like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exactly what you did. What was it? Two weeks, or three weeks, four weeks ago? Didn't he do it against the Jets? Didn't that seem in the regular yeah. season? Didn't they do it against Adam Gase? I seem to remember. I've been completely yeah, yeah, was... wrong. But just, uh, just right annoyed because he didn't see it coming uh-huh. and stopped the pit. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I don't know what it was. It was just genius. <laughs> We've definitely not gone rambling, have we? Um, <laughs> no. Which is a no. That that's relevant to the top one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, back to the top one hundred. I think I I hope actually that we stay unfashionable and irrelevant mm. and our players get snubbed and overlooked and ranked lower than they should be and Mike Brabel pins it on the dressing room wall and it inspires us to go 16-0 and win the Super Bowl. Ambitious enough. It's happening. I was, I was going to drop it already after I said after I saw Henry work out. 16-0 out. thing. Unbeaten we'll, thing. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be in Tampa. Up, but... <laughs> <laughs> who we got, who we got, who we got week one? Who have we got week one? I can't remember. Denver. Oh, that's it. Denver away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah well, it doesn't it, matter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, it definitely, it definitely won't be anywhere near what Denver last year was, that's for sure. So, yeah. That was, that <laughs> the, was game, the game on the schedule that I look at and think that scares me is the Baltimore on the road, the, that revenge game. They'll be... Oh, yeah. yeah. Again. And then yeah. Was, like, was... Lamar Jackson who? That was res- that was just resounding though. Like I've ne- I never like obviously I went to both games and the first game it was like, it was all about grit and grinding out that win, and and then I sat there going to this one thinking right I'm I'm kind of expecting nothing, but you know it's going to need to be a very similar type of game. We've got to grind this out, and all of a sudden we're like was it 28-7 or something mental? I can't remember 28-6 maybe. Anyway, I'm sitting there thinking 
this isn't grinding. This is actually resounding. This is this is as comfortable as it gets. Like I still didn't feel comfortable, but because I suppose I'm a Titans fan, I've been a Titans fan long enough to know that nothing's ever comfortable enough. But you, you did sit there at one point. I think it wasn't really until the Vicario interception in that game. And I always remember that. That, that to me, it was just like that. That's it. That's it. And you could just see people leaving and f- literally flocking exclusive pun out of the uh out of the stadium and you're just sitting there thinking yeah this is it this is it. we've actually done it but yeah it's uh I, I know what you mean that game does feel me a bit of dread i actually uh i always think of the bills every time i think we've got them again this year oh, we, we can't seem to get i don't know what it is i don't know what it is about them just every year they just they they fill me with dread and i don't know why because i don't they're not they're not the greatest team in the world obviously but for some reason we just never seem to Never seem to beat them comfortably. I blame Nick Williams, but it's it's one of oh, that's that's a moment to get out of Titans talk. Nick Williams, blimey! (laughs) Time for some non-Titans related stuff, I reckon. Um, And yeah, we've talked for much longer than I even thought we might um, in the middle of the off season when we basically got one talking point, one story, which is why we're here. Uh, but other things have been going on in our lives, I'm guessing. Um, Miles, what's been, I'm not going to say irking you, you know, might, you might have some happy things to talk about. I don't know. Uh, I wish I did. Um, no, there was, I mean, there were some happy things that I wanted to bring up and I wanted to sort of follow the trend on food and chocolate, but I thought I'll save that for <laughs> a, another time. Um, I've realized that I've found my most hated type of person. And there's a lot of different types of people that could have been on this list. Um, <laughs> and it's sort of it's half ties in because I thought, who is it? And it's, for me, it's always been cyclists. Uh, I don't want to go on top gear <laughs> and all this. But it's always been cyclists for me are just the worst type of people. Um, but I found it's not actually cyclists that are the worst type, although they might do this as well. It's, it's people that feel like if they do a form of exercise, it doesn't count unless you post it on social media. So... <laughs> They'll they'll go, oh, I've been on a... And for all I know, they've done like a 10-minute walk to the shop, but then they show, they, they print the map and go, oh, here's how my average is and all that, and then like, I don't care. And There is basically an app just for that called yeah, Strava. Yeah, and, but it's yeah like, no, I follow you, Adam. I, I, always see, I always see how that when you get your 10K done, that's the first thing, oh, fair play, Adam's done 10K. Do you? Yeah, of course I do. Oh, oh but no. That, that yeah, isn't a subtle not... hint to follow me back because I don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> Or well, haven't used it in a while, I should say. That's, I, that says I, how uh, much <laughs> I will know how to use the something like that. Anyway. <laughs> I get why people do it. And for some people, it's probably really motivating. It's probably just because I'm bitter and I'm angry that I don't do more exercise than I should do. But it's just every time I see it, it, it used to be the people that just used to post, so-and-so is at Pure Gym, and that's it. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> why do i need to... so actually they're the worst kind the people that do the actual thing yeah you've run you whatever but if you're literally just in a state so it just says i've gone to the gym and that's it what are you expecting from that do you want someone to like or someone to come and go oh nice one it's like i don't care so Miles, i guess i just yeah. you know, you're, you're bang, you're... second <laughs> the reason i mentioned strava just to be clear is that the that that app is the place to do if you're if you if you need to do that, you, that's your audience because it's other people doing that. That's what it's there for. You don't need to extend that into daily Facebook post checking. No, you'll go on gym. Facebook and like someone will do like, oh, happy birthday to so-and-so. And you scroll and it's like, oh, that's nice. Oh, 
someone's checked in at a nice restaurant, and that's great, and then it's just so-and-so's gone to the gym, and it's like, okay, thanks. I mean, social media's awful anyway, apart from it's glorious moments on Twitter when it shouldn't be free air, uh, but yeah, <laughs> that, that was it. I'll save, I'll save my food one for another time. Just know it involves Cadbury share bags. Oh, okay. Little tease. Teasers. No, they're more teasers, aren't they? Anyway, listeners are going to come running back for that one. <laughs> <laughs> on your bike. Tune in next. Tune in next time. Um, in fact, I, you've you've made me you've made me recall something which I'm going to change my non-Titans related. Uh, well, I've had something just good doing both. Um, do you need to change your Facebook status suddenly? No, no, I do not. Um, I. Well, I'm going to make this first one brief because the second one's much better that you've just made me think of. Um, I was like lying. It was uh, this time of year. It's light till quite late. Um, it was about half, half past nine at night uh, a few days ago on the sofa watching TV. The patio doors wide open, warm evening. Um, and I'm sort of aware there's a the house that backs onto our back garden. I could see like a tiny bit of smoke sort of where their gutter is. And I sort of glanced at it and it's because it's it's not fully dark, but the sun's set. It's like dark twilight. You can see enough and then but it's dark enough and then I could see this little glow and it's like there's a tiny little what I, there's a fire in their gutter. Okay, just a small like like you know, only only probably a handful sort of size of a some a flame coming out of their gutter. So I sort of jumped up, ran to the end of the garden. And sort of jump, trying to jump to see over the fence for through the through all the trees and stuff. Yeah, she, and said to my wife, and she's sort of running out. I think there's a, there's, there's a fire out here, and just can you see that? So yeah, I can see I can see that. So she's like, all right, how do we get round? Like, which house is it from the? I don't know which house that is from the front. If you go round to their street, um, and stuff. Oh, I'll go. You stay there. I'm going to run round. Called nine nine nine, um, and. She's like, oh, you can see through the gutter too. There's a fire on, in their in their rafters, and um, sort of shouting, "Is there any, anybody there?" And there's someone's in their garden just with like a wood burner, and what I could see ended up being a reflection of the fire in the plastic guttering, and it just looked it just looked like that because of the, the wood burners called chewing out smoke. And anyway, it attracted the attention of this guy. Nothing, no. Thanks for look. Thanks for looking out for us. There's just like, yeah, that's me. What of it? Like, just utterly rude. Uh, if he's on holiday and his house burns down, I'm letting it burn. Let me tell you. Take a video. Oh, it just it, it wound us both up. It was just like no, no, I mean, no sort of thanks for your neighbourly concern. And yeah. um, all set to run into a burning building and say they're pets. But no, I'm not going to do it. Um, but Miles, much better than that. Um, there's a guy I I don't really know. Like a, your Facebook friends are probably 20% of them are people you actually speak to. It's like long lost contacts from you know, seven jobs ago or something. Um, mm-hmm. And there's there's things that have been going through lockdown. Like there's post your know, the 10 albums in 10 days that meant the most to you, or post 10 pictures about being a oh. mum or whatever it is. Fine, whatever. Um, this guy. And it's it's a charity thing, so I, no, I am going to knock it because it's ludicrous. Yeah, um, go it's, ahead. The challenge <laughs> is I don't even know what the charity is, um, uh, but 
the challenge is do 25 push-ups a day for 25 days. Oh, yeah. So what that means is there are over the last 20, so I think he's on about day 21. What that means is he's posted a daily video of him doing 25 push-ups. Every, every day, every single day, there are 25 more push-ups on, the, on your Facebook feed. Now, there's not much variety in these videos. The content's pretty similar. Um, you think, oh, day, day 19, how am I going to make this different? Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's the shot of you doing 25 more push-ups. And I, I can't remember the last time I did push-ups, but 25 a day for 20... Doesn't sound like a great achievement. I don't Does it have to be at the same time? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I haven't got to the end of any of these videos. Do it once and change the background every so often. Yeah, I just, just literally every, every single day. Oh, um, I'm not going to mention his name. If I listen. Oh, can we not call him out? Is he a Titans fan? I don't think so. I haven't seen him in years. Uh, but. It's a small world, you never know. <laughs> uh, I'd be surprised. I think we're safe. Um, there you go. So he, was, he was doing it for a charity to raise awareness. Did you? Can you tell me what that charity was? Uh, no. <laughs> that right like, there shows that it was pointless. Isn't isn't this a bit like the bucket challenge from years ago, yeah. where literally all you all you ever got was Just that once. That, yeah, but, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But that that was that originally. I, I think I ended up getting roped into it at one point as well. And and now, for looking back, I actually think, what the hell was I doing? Here he is. Yeah, he looks like someone that would do that. <laughs> always, always good for an audio podcast. Where yeah, we need to make this. We need to make some video. Make he's some on video. day tw- day nineteen. Hashtag push up challenge. Is he is he is he struggling more every day? Are you noticing? Is is he kind of like? No, I, I, they're all the same. All the same. Yeah, I, 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 do it once. I, I still yeah. don't know what the charity is, and I've just read the first couple of paragraphs of that post. It, yeah. it goes because it angers you. You don't care because he's annoyed you. So it's like you're actually, he's actually making things worse for that charity by being that sort of person. Yeah, I'm going to actively give money. If I find out who it is, I'll give money to every other charity. <laughs> and leave a note as to why. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, uh, like, just leave a note anyway. Don't, don't worry about the other charities. Just, just leave a note somewhere. Just, just send, send them an email and be like, this, this is just not on. All right. Mine's um, uh, unfortunately not positive. I'd love it to be positive. Um, and it's Future. actually, yeah, never, it was never going to be, let's face it. I saw Adam went first this week just purely because he normally end up nicking his, but luckily I haven't nicked his this week. <laughs> um, so mine, mine is to do like every, everyone is obviously affected by COVID, and everyone's in a situation across the world where you know different governments and authorities are telling people to wear masks. Um, and well, absolutely no problem with wearing a mask, and anyone who doesn't want to or moans about it, I just think just grow up and wear a mask because it's going to save lives ultimately but the people who wear masks and decide not to cover their entire nose and mouth really wind me up um people who just cover their mouth what's the point you're you're kind of defeating the object a little bit and i saw it uh watching uh i'm sorry didn't want to bring this up to you miles i know it's gonna be a sore point but the it could be any other game 
That's fine. <laughs> it was. It was. It you was. Got, it so was... You got fifty nine minutes in. And... <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry. It was. Uh, it was the uh, player final the other day, which uh, sadly Miles' team didn't win in. And there's a director of the team who who did win. Who the whole game they kept shooting to him, and the whole game he was wearing a mask where the, it was below the nose. And I'm just like, you literally are an atom moron. Just stick it on your face properly, otherwise, or just don't wear it at all. Simple as that. Uh, I don't go out a hell of a lot at the moment. I'm working from home. I go out when I need to go out, but I'm not kind of travelling into into London as I normally do day in day out. So I don't know whether this is like a common occurrence in the in the big world, but wear a mask properly for Christ's sake. Cause it really really irks me when I see people just half ass wearing it. Yeah, so they're just doing it for fashion. I don't, I don't, of all the nonsense that's going on in this modern world. Like, generally, I can at least see some sort of other side. Like, you try and look at it from each point of view. And there's been a lot of that recently. But not on this. Jeez. Like, it's not. It's not. You are literally wanting to kill people if you choose not to. I can't. I've got no. It's indefensible. Yeah. it's, It's just completely pointless. It's like. Oh, it's it's like half sticking on a condom. Not even though that's possible. It's just pointless. It's like just wear it properly. Like just just wear your mask properly. And Miles, are you thinking of trying to work out what half putting on a condom? I'm well. I want to try and steer well piercing away hole. from that. Piercing, piercing <laughs> a hole in. There you go. There you go. That'll do. Uh, <laughs> over, over, over your head. I'm like, sort of wondering head. which half. <laughs> so wear it as a suit. Um. One thing I did was say, just following on from that football, which I thought everyone would enjoy a little laugh. Um, I was lucky enough to be part of the Oxford fans that were on the screen at Wembley. And uh, obviously, we were told not to swear because it, the sounds get um, brought out, or yada yada. That person that you spoke about, the Wickham, whatever he was, I called him several offensive words when I saw him with that mask. And moments later, Sky apologised for any swear words that they might have heard. <laughs> um, oh, you've made it. You have and made I have, it. And I have since received a DM on the tweet from the person who set up the thing saying, um, do not take offence, but in the future you might not be able to take part in future ones because of this. And I was like, do you know what? I don't care. And the words that I called him, I would have loved to have been at Wembley here. And that if there's just a quiet moment where they're waiting for a throw-in, they zoom on our name. Oh, it was brilliant and totally worth it. Oh, I'm so proud. Be somewhere. That's got to be somewhere. We I hope so. I, I, they, the, I have requested proof because I don't want to be banned from future. Well, hopefully it never happens again. But Christ, it was it was funny. It happened and straight away. And then I just went, I remember stuff. I went red on the screen and I was just saying, like, oh, that's me. I've been caught out there. And I used unspeakable words. I, w- I really want that clip. I, I, I want the clip and I want it to be the intro to the next podcast we do. <laughs> well, that's to be an explicit podcast, I can tell you that. Yeah, we're not bleeping it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I re- really want to swear for the purposes of joke, but then I, yeah, I can't bother to change the settings and, and do all that. Right. Um, yeah, anything Anything else to, to finish off? I think we're we're probably about done. Uh, we've 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 chatted for over an hour, which is unsurprising. But we covered a lot. We did, we did. Not not all of it relevant to any anything. So uh, apologies for wouldn't the last hour that you spent if you got this far. Wouldn't be a transatlantic Tyson's podcast if we did. So it it wouldn't. Um, 
yeah, we'll. I don't know when we'll be back next. Maybe, maybe when Clowny gets announced. Uh, but um, see you we'll tomorrow. See. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another hour. Another of, hour at least. Yeah. yeah. We talk, um, we talk more about uh, how people can't wear masks, which is important. We'll there we go. Right. Yeah. Think about them. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks to anyone who's listened this far, and also commiserations to anyone who's listened this far. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun catching up. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you catch you all soon. Bye for now. Sign up. Tighten up. Sign up.